When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the Afternoon Get Down. That is the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Got my man Harry Douglas. I am Freddie Coleman together presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Don't forget about us and tune in. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So what are those three words? That Gad Wilson, Jets wide receiver, have for fans out there regarding the quarterback, Zach Wilson, whose tenure is definitely now on thin ice after the New York Jets are going to bring in Trevor Simeon at a potential point to be the backup quarterback and maybe even the starting quarterback. And, oh, by the way, the Kansas City Chiefs are coming to play the Jets this week. The Jets could be 1-3 and three with a bullet by the time it's all said and done. But Gad Wilson, Jets wide receiver on Barden Hahn on 98.7 ESPN Radio in New York, he says, thou guy is still the right guy for our football team because... First of all, I've known him for... For a year and a half at this point, I know where we started and where we're at now. I see how he goes about things on a day-to-day basis, you know, in the facility throughout the week. You know, uh, us as teammates, we all see it. And it, and it's different than, than when it started. You know, as far as the, the, the product we're putting on the field, that's going to happen. This uh, thing with Zach, he got really accelerated really fast, man. And that he's built for it. I'm confident in that, man. It's just going to take, you know, I don't want to say it's going to take time. I don't know. I don't know what it is. You know, I don't know, but I'm confident that, you know, it's going to be this week, you know, and that's how I approach it every week. And I know that's how Zach approaches it this week. No one's harder on us than we are. You know, we, we know that we're not putting what we want to out on that film, but we also know what we, what we capable of, you know, what we personally are capable of. And that's why it's so frustrating. Well, I'll say now at this juncture in the season, Zach Wilson came in the game versus Buffalo and he was able to do enough, right, to allow that team to win. I also think it was also Josh Allen in that defense Mm -hmm. that did enough mainly for the Jets to get a victory. You watch the game versus the Dallas Cowboys, and Nathaniel Hackett has to be attached to this as well. It's not all Josh Allen. I mean, excuse me, it's not all Zach Wilson. And then you look last week at the game versus the New England Patriots when, you know, that defense only gave up 13 points and put you in a prime position to win that football game from an offensive standpoint, and it didn't happen. Now it was time to actually go out there and, 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 and make it happen. Like, we, we, we're talking about this. I hear Jets players talking about this. I hear the head coach talking about it. Now it's the action speak louder than words, in right. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Go out there and show me it can be done. Don't tell me anything else anymore. Well, Garrett Wilson, I understand that he is bought into the company line that we can't just completely just dump on our quarterback. Yeah. Because we need this guy until Trevor Simeon gets ready. <laughs> and then we'll move on down the road. Because if Zach Wilson looks anywhere near what we've seen against the Patriots, what we saw against the Cowboys the whole ball game, he threw three interceptions. The Jets cannot allow to look everybody in the face inside and outside that locker room and say, stick with us. Stick with our quarterback. Because then you guys folding their arms, rolling their eyes, looking at their phones, looking at their feet. No one's going to buy that. Their philosophy when it comes to Jets fans and maybe even some of the Jets players having that locker room is, all right, but this is going to run out sooner than later. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to give you enough. All right, we'll have some patience. But we're through being patient with a guy 
that's been here for three years. We're not going to have the whole he's in a new offense argument or Nathaniel Hackett has to be better. All those things are true. But now Zach Wilson's got to produce. He's no. run out of excuses. And as far as I'm concerned, he's running out of time sooner than but that, that, that's, that's all it is now, Freddie, at this point. Because, right, this is going on, what, week three? Week four of, of the this Zach third Wilson? Week of being, yeah, third yeah, week of being the Wilson situation, man. We, the, the talking needs to stop now. It's, it's all about actions. You, well, what Marshawn Lynch say, I'm about that action, boss. It's all about that action now, boss. You got to go out there and perform at a level. It, I'm not, we're not saying you go out there and – you know, throw for 300 yards a game and mm-hmm. five touchdowns, but do enough for your defense to have your back and also for Nathaniel Hackett, put him in the best situations possible so it can look better from an offensive standpoint. But mm-hmm. also, Zach has to have that confidence that he can do some things. Dan Olowski put a clip on on, on uh, Twitter, mm-hmm. X, whatever the hell it's called. I call it Twitter. Of screw Elon Musk of the Patriots <laughs> playing a, a cover two defense, right? Mm-hmm. You have two safeties back deep, high, and you have two corners up, taking away anything right. towards the sidelines in the flat. And you should automatically know that's two deep coverage, and that's his own defense, exactly. it's not man to man. Right. So we call a shot down the sideline. It's called a honey hole because it's in between the safety and also uh, the behind the corner. Right. And clearly. Dan thought that I thought that Zach Wilson should have took a shot to that honey hole, just threw it on the line, and he didn't even look at it. So Pause. he went right to the to the check down. <laughs> y'all relax. I'm explaining the play. I, let me teach y'all some discipline. <laughs> Harry Doug is now being the disciplinarian. All hell's broken loose on this show. This is worse than we feared. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, oh, I'm weak right now. But but he so quickly went to the check down right over the ball. Didn't even yeah. look at the honey hole shot at right. all down the sideline, and it was there. So he has to stop thinking so much and make sure he has that confidence within mm-hmm. that he can go out there and make plays and not just assume, hey, let me hurry up and get this in my check down because I don't want to lose us the game. Which uh-huh. yeah, to a certain degree, right. Right. It's so difficult when you have this kind of situation with the kind of team that the New York Jets have. All that promise was predicated on who they got to replace Zach Wilson. And now you got to go back to Zach Wilson and you need Zach Wilson. But no one has any kind of confidence that he's going to come through. And I know if I'm Zach Wilson, you have to feel that in the locker room. You know you're looking at guys, and guys looking at him. Mm, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy, oh brother. You know what is he going to do that's going to mess this up on Sunday? They're not looking at that, saying they they want to have faith so Zach Wilson can have faith in himself. They don't have faith in Zach Wilson that he's going to deliver. They're hoping that man. If they still believe in me, then I have to believe in myself. But plenty of guys probably go, oh boy, oh brother, here we go. Yeah, oh my God, he's going out there. Oh, he can't read the safety. Oh my God, he threw another interception. You feel like Alvin Mack in the program. You got to start pitching shutouts if you're the defense because your quarterback is the one that's undermining or at least has become the whipping boy for everything that has gone wrong in the last couple of weeks. And let's be fair. They won game one against Buffalo, but the other quarterback helped the Jets more than Jack, than Zach Wilson, and that was Josh Allen. And even though he threw a touchdown pass, Garrett Wilson had to make a play in which he should have gotten 12 points with a degree of difficulty catching that pass in the end zone. And the only reason the Jets won that game, they returned a punt for a touchdown. It wasn't anything that Zach Wilson did other than not screw it up after he threw a pick in the first half. Other than that, the defense and the special teams, they won that ball game. But if you're the Jets, it can't be about raising his level 
or having the quarterback raise everybody else's level. He's got to do it himself. That narrative has always been out there, man. You got to pick up your teammates. You got to raise the level of your teammates. If you're the quarterback, everybody else got to follow your lead. Uh uh-uh. uh. In the NFL, Harry, you can speak on this more than I can. If you need somebody else to help raise your level, you shouldn't be there in the first place. Thank you very much. That's why I've never enjoyed that narrative. You're the quarterback. You got to pick up everybody's level. You got to pick up the other guy's level. Then why are you there? At that point, we don't need you. Just like they said, so living single, Khadija don't need you. If you need to do that, if I got to help you pick up your game, then why are you wasting my time by being out there? Living single. Right now, Zach Wilson's feeling that way. (laughs) Living single in that locker room with the New York Jets. So anytime I've heard that narrative, it makes my eyes bleed. Well, you know, you got to pick up your team. I'm not buying that. Like, it's it's one of the worst things for me too, Freddie, because, like, let's say a big game and and, and you see people walking around, hey, man, you got to get up for a big game. Why does somebody else have to get me up for a big game? If I'm not already up for this big game, then that's a problem. And you're getting compensated and paid for what you're doing, right? So that should be your mindset regardless. Wow. Either either way, it's going to get stickier in New York before it gets better. And with Zach Wilson, I don't think when it gets better, if it gets better, he's going to be as a part of that. He's going to be on the other side. You brought me back with that living single. Still one of the most underrated great comedy shows, ensembles in history. Yes. In the 90s kind of world. <laughs> yes, man. <laughs> Sam Pierce <laughs> off the top rope as far as that goes. I mean, anytime. That, that, was, that was a collection of one of my yeah. shows I used to watch yeah. consistently me growing too. up. Oh, believe me, anytime Kim Fields showed up on my screen. Mm. Is it getting hot in here? <laughs> so take off. Wait a minute, Freddie. No, no, you're in studio. Wrong, yeah. Wrong video. He's Harry Douglas hey, and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance and also Living Single. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable, so get a multi policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. It's all your protection in one place. So bundle and save at progressive.com. The traditions. The Cinderella story is over, man. They're fighting for clicks. We're fighting for wins. Touchdown, Oregon. The rivalries. Florida State wins and it. The drama. It's always been Ohio against the world. And it'll continue to be Ohio against the world. The greatest story ever played. College football lives here. ESPN Radio. So what is it going to look like now that Deion Sanders and Colorado have that one loss on their ledger and USC is coming to their town? We're going to talk about the past and the present when it comes to college football here on Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And Harry knows this guy really well, and you're going to get to know this guy well if you haven't already. They do a great job part of College Game Day on social media. Those two get together with Christine Williamson. He is Harry Lyles Jr., ESPN College Football Reporter. Hit him on social media on Twitter at Harry Lyles Jr. Before we talk about the past and the present, Harry, when it comes to college football, a little birdie told me you were moving furniture today. I don't think you got into a fight. So what were you doing? Hey, bro, I I got me a new couch, which is very nice and cost me a lot of money. I got me a nice new little coffee table, which is also nice and cost me a lot of money. So I'm a very happy man right now. <laughs> Would you stop saying it cost you a lot of money? It did. You do a great, you do a great job on ESPN, okay? But it cost him you a lot deserve, of money. He you deserve it. it. You deserve it, bro. You deserve everything that you have your way. Hey, you know, I'm just trying to pour into, uh, you know, my home base, man. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you got to 
it can't just be a house, right? It's got to be a home. You know what Ooh. I mean? Okay. All right, now. He went Luther on us. I just about to say, okay, <laughs> Luther. He went Luther on us on I'm that saying. one. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Put it this way. I'm glad you were moving furniture, but now a lot of people are moving furniture when it comes to Deion Sanders. They get their brakes beaten off them like Oregon this weekend. And all of a sudden now people are talking about Deion Sanders motivating his team, what they did before the game, and Dan Lanning, the Oregon head coach, what he did to motivate his team, saying they're playing for clicks, we're playing for wins. Harry, what do you think about all this in terms of people talking about their conversations that heretofore had never been discussed to this level on social media or for the public consciousness? Well, so, you know, my thing with this entire thing is, one, obviously, Dion does this better than anybody else because he's very intentional with it, and it's also naturally him, right? I think the thing that we're seeing right now is a lot of people are feeling, you know, some sort of pressure, right? And they're trying to match the energy that Dion is bringing, which to me speaks volumes as to his presence. But then also, I don't want to necessarily say the insecurities of others, but you are seeing people act accordingly. So in the case of Dan Lanning, the thing that I've been telling people this week is like, hey, like, think about how many times you've actually seen a pregame speech, right? Because when you do the game broadcast, part of that is obviously you ask about sideline interviews, you ask about player interviews. The other thing that you ask about is can you have a camera in the locker room get the pregame speech? Guys, 99 times out of 100, the answer to that question is no. So do you think it is any coincidence that Dan Lanning had bars lined up ready to go for that moment and then he come out there in the first quarter and they score four touchdowns on five drives? Like, you got to give Dan Lanning his credit, man. Like, if he was going to talk the talk, he needed to walk the walk, and he certainly did that on Saturday. Now, I want to ask you about a game that we were at, Ohio State and Notre Dame. Are you buying Ohio State as a true contender at the uh, the last second win that they got versus Notre Dame? For me, that did not necessarily flip it. I understand that it did for a lot of people, but I'm also confused as to which game they were watching HD because, you know, the one that we were watching, I think Notre Dame was probably the better team for about 58 minutes there, right? I mean, mm-hmm. yep. um, you know, everybody talking about the 10 men on the field for those final two plays but the one thing that and it's funny freddie because when we were sitting there watching the game hd immediately pointed out on that second and 15 when they did not run the football right. he said that is going to come back and bite them in the behind and sure enough it did because that final timeout that they used they got four more plays because of that one timeout that they had like that was so crucial even more crucial than i realized at that moment when you had pointed it out hd but to me I think the thing that needs to be the takeaway from Ohio State in this game is, like, can they actually take this as a learning moment? Can Kyle McCord grow from this game and be more efficient? Because if they're going to be the team that we saw on Saturday, to me, that does not instill more confidence in Ohio State. Great stuff by Harry Lyles Jr., not just an ESPN college reporter, but also a man in, in charge of a new couch, joining Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN <laughs> app. When it comes to new, the Pac-12 they're going to be with the old. But, man, they have turned that mother out so far this year in the first part of college football season. Eight teams in the top 25. In your opinion, Harry, you got USC, Oregon, Utah, Washington. Out of those four, who's the best team in the Pac-12? Hey, man, I don't even know if they're just the best team in the Pac-12. Washington, so far, through four weeks of football, they've been the best team in the country. Like, I, I really don't even think that's that's a very, like, hot take at this point. Obviously, when we do our power rankings on ESPN.com, I, I put Georgia ahead of Washington because I'm going to give the two-time defending national champions the, the respect that they are due. But Washington has been the best football team in college football this season, period. I mean, the way Michael Penix has played, the defense still leaves you a little bit more to desire, but they've 
still been good. Like, this is a team that has been complete. They've showed out every week. They've watched every single opponent that they've seen. Um, I think there's still a lot of potential in USC. I think their best football is still ahead of them. I think this past weekend was a little frightening. Um, you know, I, I feel like Arizona State's a team that you should have a bit of an easier time with. But to me, Washington and Michael Penix have absolutely been the stars of the Pac-12 and been part of college football. We just haven't heard about it as much until, again, I think once we get deeper in the season here, people will start giving them the respect that they deserve. Yeah, Washington is a football team. Before the season started, I actually picked to win the Pac-12. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. has been phenomenal. He's a lefty. You don't really see left-handed quarterbacks anymore. Not can spin uh, the ball like, like that. He, used, he can no. spin that ball. But they have three yeah. phenomenal receivers in Jalen Mc, uh, McMillan, uh, I think, Jalen Polk and also Robert O'Dunsey, who's been phenomenal. And yeah. when those guys are on the football field, you better be able to score points if you're the opposing team because your chances of stopping them is going to be slim to none. Now I want to move it to Dabble and the Clemson Tigers. Can they turn things around after dropping two tough games um, at home already this season? Well, the first one, they was at Duke, but the home game against Florida State. You know, I think they can, um, and I, I think that, you know, obviously I think that there are very fair criticisms of Dabo. I think the one most, the one that sticks out the most obviously being that, you know, it doesn't seem like he's willing to move with the times as it pertains to modern college football, but, you know, we're at game Duke this weekend, right? Like, Duke's, Duke is a good team, you know? Florida State is a good team, and they – gave them a, a great run in that game, and it seems like a lot of people are giving them respect uh, for that victory. And, and then on the flip side of that, not necessarily giving Clemson their due for the fact that they played against a very good Florida State team. So, you know, I feel like we kind of saw it last year when Clemson got off to a tough start there, and I honestly thought that it was one of Dabo's better coaching jobs. So it would it surprise me if he repeats that and they finished off the season strong? No, but... I think the thing that hovers around Clemson is that just like, hey, man, like we've seen what this thing can be. And it seems like, again, they're sort of just letting this float away because they don't want to evolve with modern college football in the times that we're in. So um, I think that they'll finish the season strong. I think the future is a thing that is a little bit more cloudy for them, for sure. Real quick, when you try to clear that up, what, what do you think it would take for Dabo Sweeney, Harry, to have a change of heart? and grow up with the times when it comes to modern college football, the way that things are done on and off the football field? I'll be honest with you. I I think it's I, – I personally think it's the fact that he just needs to change his mindset. Because if he doesn't, I think he's going to get passed but up. What is it going, but what is it going to take, though? What is it going to take? I think just him just uh, realizing it. Otherwise, he's going to get passed up. I don't think anyone can force it, but I think you have to look at you losing these first two games. You look at how Florida State has caught up, uh, caught up to you, but also look at the broader spectrum of college football entirely and how the transfer portal, how NIL has worked in favor of so many other universities, but it hasn't for you. And you're sitting here with two losses before you even get to week five. Harry Lyles, your thoughts? Well, you know, HD, so you said the key piece there, and I don't know that anybody realizes it, but you said that Florida State has caught up to them. The fact that Clemson was ever ahead of Florida State is the thing that just makes this even that much more incredible that he won't evolve because he brought Clemson to a place that I don't really think anybody realistically ever expected, right? Like, they ripped off two national championships in the middle of Alabama's dynasty. Like, that is absolutely incredible. One, that they ever won a single national championship, but the fact that they got two done during Alabama's dynasty is incredible. And so the fact that now you were in a place where you had passed up Florida State, you had passed up Miami and all the ACC powers, 
and now you are letting that just fade away because you don't want to take transfers, you don't want to get involved with NIL. To me, it's just I, I feel like it is one of the more I don't want to say undercovered stories of college football because we're obviously sitting here talking about it. But to me, that is just a, a tragic loss if you're a Clemson fan. The fact that, you know, you might lose this dominance that you had just because your coach doesn't want to, again, evolve with the modern game. Which is fresher, the modern game, your and Harry suits, or your new couch? Oh, man. I mean, come on now. It's got to go couch, right? <laughs> you, better go, you better go couch it's in your house if you say you and Harry yeah. suits are fresh in your couch man we can't be friends anymore Harry Lyle oh that's a, that's a good point that's a good point that's a good that's a good point that's a good point that's a good point the couch has to be fresh and comfortable exactly right and, and we know that's the case that's right <laughs> no doubt we'll talk to you next week Harry thanks a lot brother Take to, talk to you soon Always a pleasure, gentlemen. We'll do it again. Sounds good. Harry Lyles, Jr., ESPN Cultural Reporter. Always a great follow on Twitter. Harry Lyles, Jr. He was here on Freddie and Harry. Thanks to Ryo B., which is awesome, and let me tell you why. This Saturday, make cleanup easy with the Ryo B. 18-volt, one-plus cordless lead blower from the Home Depot. So, like the New York Jets, who are in dire straits out of starting quarterback, their playoff chances, slim and none. How many other NFL teams would be in the same boat if their guy got injured like Andrew, like excuse me, like like Aaron Rodgers. That's next on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really. Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Whether you like it or not, the New York Jets did the same thing that even your NFL team did when it comes to Aaron Rodgers in that poor quarterback position. He is Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. And also your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. The Jets did not do anything different. Having a plan A and not worry about a plan B, the quarterback position. They were not anticipating that Aaron Rodgers not only would get injured, but injured four plays into the season. Jeff Saturday, ESPN NFL analyst, when he was on first take, he said when he saw the Aaron Rodgers, it reminded him of something that he went through 
with a guy that's going to be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame like Aaron Rodgers is going to join him. I played on a team in Indianapolis for a number of years. We were one of the best offenses in, in the history of the NFL. When we lost Peyton Manning, we won two games. But let me tell you something. Bill Polian, Tom Moore, every offensive coach that we had understood if Peyton wasn't playing, we weren't winning. There's no difference for what the Jets did. and what the, That was their plan. Their plan had moved on from Zach Wilson to act like these guys are taking all of this and going, hey, we got to blame them. Everybody knew they did what they were supposed to do. It just didn't work out because of injury. So let's bring in our producer, Shannon Penn. He's going to throw teams at me and Harry. We're going to have a little flow underneath us that if these teams lost their starting quarterback, could they at least make the playoffs? A place in your Jets may not be getting anywhere near now that Zach Wilson is the guy. For how long? We'll see now that he signed Trevor Simeon earlier today. Shannon Penn, the floor is yours and Freddie and Harry. All right, Harry, the first team up. Everybody's loving what the Miami Dolphins are doing right now with Tua. So I'll ask you, Freddie, if Tua were to go down, would the Miami Dolphins still be a playoff team? I think they would because Mike White showed that what he could do with the New York Jets last year, and now you have him in that kind of offense, and Mike McDaniel calling plays for him. They wouldn't be a threat to win the AFC, but they could be at least a 10-win team and get into the playoffs. So, yeah, they lost to a team of Iloa. It wouldn't be the same offense, but I saw Mike White last year. I wish Mike White was on my Jets team this year. They would still be a playoff team. Now, I would say this. I think it depends on the juncture in the season when Tua would go down. Now, if we're talking about the later part in the football year, um, like we seen Tua go down last year, I think, yes, there's an opportunity for them to make the playoffs. Now, let's just say hypothetically Tua was to go down this week or something. I don't want that to happen. I'm just saying. I don't think Mike White could lead them to a playoff thing. So, playoff bid. So, if it depends on the time of the year All right, when so it happens. So, moving forward. So, let's just assume we're at week four starting here. From week four on. If they lost, if they if these teams didn't have their quarterbacks, would they still be playoff teams? So, Harry, <laughs> with that being said, Kansas City Chiefs, would the Chiefs still nice. be a playoff team well if they didn't done. have Mahomes from week four on? Well done. Uh, okay, Mr. Penn. Mm, uh, I will go. I will go with no. I'm going to go with no. We know what Patrick Mahomes means to this football team. It's not like they have some elite wide receiver. I understand they have Travis Kelsey, but Mahomes means so much to this offense and this team. I'm going a hardcore no. Yeah. And his name is Blaine Gabbert. Of course not. I mean, talk about guys being overdrafted. That guy was overdrafted when he got into the National Football League. Now you got him as a backup quarterback. If Patrick Mahomes went down, I mark my words, Travis Kelsey would be playing quarterback more than Blaine Gabbert and give them a better chance. So, yeah, that's not just a no. That's a hell no, what Harry said. All right, next team up, Freddie, the Philadelphia Eagles. The Philadelphia Eagles lost Jalen mm. Hurts from week four on. Would okay. the Eagles still be a playoff team? Yeah, I believe in their coaching staff. I still think they would be a playoff team because they play in the NFC. And, yeah, you can't lose a Jalen Hurts and think it's not going to hurt. Although Marcus Mariota is the backup quarterback. Hmm. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to say that to no one that one. <laughs> nah, they, they, they wouldn't be a playoff team. Nah, I can't see that. Not Listen, I love me some Marcus Mariota. That's my guy. That's my boy. Played with them in Tennessee. But – from what I witnessed last year and also what I witnessed in preseason, I'm going to go with a no. Jalen Hurts is not only a quarterback, he's also the leader of that football team, and he understands how to galvanize everyone for a common goal. All right, I'm interested in what you're going to say with this next team, Harry. What about the Dallas Cowboys? Could the Cowboys still make the playoffs if they didn't have Dak from week four, week four on? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go yes with this one. I thought we seen last year Cooper Rush, mm-hmm. um, what he was able to do yep. when Dak Prescott was out. Also, I thought, thought everyone around Cooper Rush stepped up that much more. The play calling was a little different to match the skill set of Cooper Rush as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with yes. Yeah, I'm with you. He was 5-1 and one in that role when he took over when Dak Prescott was injured. And I'm not going to say that the Cowboys' offense functioned better with him. But it didn't miss as much of a beat as people thought was going to happen. I go back to the game against Philadelphia where he looked overwhelmed that first half. Eagles got to a 20 nothing lead. Then you blink your eyes, it's 20-17. to He had them scared to death when it comes to Cooper Rush. So believe me, if the Jets went after that guy, I feel a hell of a lot better about the Jets' chances getting to the playoffs instead of going after Trevor Simeon. But the Cowboys know who they have in Cooper Rush. They're not letting him get away. So, yeah, they would still make the playoffs if Dak Prescott got injured. All right, Freddie, next team up. Could the Baltimore Ravens still be a playoff team if they didn't have Lamar from week four on? Well, yeah, they proved it last year. When he got injured, Tyler Huntley led him to the playoffs. And they were a fumble inside the one-yard line away from knocking off Cincinnati in Cincinnati and keeping the Bengals from that deep playoff run once again to get the AFC Championship game. They're similar quarterbacks. Even the third-string guy, Josh Johnson, they all three are the same kind of guy with the Baltimore Ravens. That team knows how to find players that fit what they do on both sides of the football. So, yeah, you lose Lamar Jackson, it's going to stink. But they got a guy that last year got them to the playoffs and played pretty well in that playoff game on the road in Cincinnati, almost upsetting the Bengals. I'm going to go no because I'm thinking about like right now and I'm looking at the schedule. They would still have Cleveland, Pittsburgh, the Lions, Seattle, Cleveland, the Bengals, the Chargers, the 49ers, the Dolphins, and the Pittsburgh Steelers again to have to play. And also when I'm looking at this offense, Lamar Jackson is still a boatload of what they do. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. would be a lot that Tyler Huntley would have to put on his shoulders. And with that schedule, I don't see it happening. All right, Harry, next team up, the Detroit Lions. Could the Lions still be a playoff team if they were without Jared Goff from week four on? I'm going to go yes because of their division and also Teddy Bridgewater is a veteran guy who's been there and done it. He's been a backup quarterback in a few places, and I thought he filled filled in well those places he he was at. Also, he's been a starting quarterback in the National Football League, so he understands what it takes to win a football game. He doesn't do too much, so I'm going to go yes. They have the perfect backup in Teddy Bridgewater because we saw what he did for the Miami Dolphins as a backup. We've seen what he's been able to do with other teams. He got the Minnesota Vikings. Saints, yeah. He got the Minnesota Vikings to a playoff berth, and if the field goal did not go wide right versus Seattle, who knows how far that team could have gone that year in the NFC playoffs. You got the perfect complement in terms of not just being a backup quarterback, but being a team guy. And you know what else he's going to do? He's going to get a certain guy ready named Hendon Hooker, who they drafted out of Tennessee with Torres ACL, and get him ready for the National Football League. So Teddy Bridgewater... You couldn't pick a better backup quarterback slash teammate to have on your football team than the Detroit Lions having him as the backup quarterback. We doing could these teams still make the plays? They lost their starting quarterback. We're doing that right now with a little help from our producer Shannon Penn on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel Lady. All right, Freddie. Next team up, the New Orleans Saints. Could the Saints Ooh. make the playoffs if they lost Derek Carr? From week four on. Well, we're about to find it for a couple of weeks because Jameis Winston's going to be back in the lineup. And we know what kind of success at times he's had as a starting quarterback when he's with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I go back to, let's say, if he had thrown 30 touchdown passes, at least only 15 interceptions, maybe Tom Brady does not go down to Tampa Bay. Maybe he looks to go somewhere else. They were tied him throwing all those interceptions. But he threw over 5,000 yards that year. We know he can still play. But can he still have the confidence? Has he lost something? 
That's why I'm going to be on the side of no when it comes to Jameis Winston. I know that he still believes he can do some things. I wish we could have seen Shannon Penn doing this whole thing. Mm, yeah, I'm <laughs> eating them doves, eating baby. Doves, tasting victory right now. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to hold the gun at the bus out laughing like Harry is right now, along with Shannon. But I'm going to say that's no Jameis Winston. That Derek Carr's out for a significant amount of time. I don't think he's enough a quarterback, even in that division. I'm going to say yes, because I think one of the things I view looking at this Saints offense the first three weeks is the inconsistency on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I do know Jameis can still throw the football down the field. Jameis understands the offense. He's been with this team for a few years now. Also, it just wouldn't be him. It would also be a guy named Taysom Hill. So a combination of those two guys together, I believe, and Alva Kamara coming back. I believe they can be able mm-hmm. to get it done. And you got to look at the, the, uh, the division, right? The division is not the best. So I think that gives them a good chance as well, too. All right, the next team on the list, Harry, the San Francisco 49ers. You said they're the best team in the NFL right now? Yeah. Did they make the playoffs if, if, if they didn't have the services of Brock Purdy from week four on? And I'm going to say hell yes. Sam Donald would just feel right on in and go throwing that football like we see Purdy, Brock Purdy, throw that football. <laughs> I think when you look at San Francisco, they're in the ideal situation because if you have an injury to Brock Purdy, you have Sam Darnold who's played meaningful snaps, but he's never been surrounded with the talent that the San Francisco 49ers have. He's never had a defense like we see. Well, okay, Carolina, they were the second-ranked defense in the National Football League a few years ago, but, but. he didn't have the skill position players. So I, I think that alone, for San Francisco, a quarterback just has to be healthy, in my opinion. What he said, let's move on. <laughs> no need to add to that. All right, last team here. <laughs> Freddie. Okay. Could the New York Giants make the playoffs if they didn't have the services of Daniel Jones from week four on? Not with Tyrod, the two-man Taylor. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Tyrod Taylor's a nice quarterback. No. No. No, no, no. No, no, no. Why you why you laughing, Harry? Why you laughing, man? I didn't even get to you, man. Why you laughing? This ain't funny. Ain't nothing to laugh at. Why you laughing? Answer the damn question. You about to hear why right now. They not making the damn playoffs with Daniel Jones. What make y'all think they gonna make it with the backup? Daniel Jones is not gonna be able to save them. The Seattle Seahawks on Monday Night Football about to give them a piece of the New York football Giants' mind. The Miami Dolphins is about to give them a piece of their own mind. The Buffalo Bills coming up is about to give them a piece of their mind. And that's with Daniel Jones. Somebody so got to get bit. Somebody got to get bit the hell up. <laughs> you score 70 on any team I'm playing on. Hey, man, I got to bite you, pinch you. I got to do something to you. <laughs> yeah, easy now. <laughs> Settle down there, Harry. Settle I, down. I got excited. <laughs> yeah, you did. Do we have oh. compet- do we have competitors anymore? Just sit there and let it happen. A team scores seventy on you. Nobody feel no type of way. Believe What's going me. on, man? I, I thought Samuel Pierce, one of our guys behind the scenes, said the best. He'd have gotten thrown out of that game. I'd have been talking about the referee's mama. I'd have been talking about everybody's mom. You're throwing me out of this. I'm not gonna sit and stand and be here to get seventy points put on my dome. Mm-mm. Nope, I'd have nope. been cursing out somebody. I'd have gotten thrown out of that game before it got to 50 to nothing. Believe mm-hmm. I'd have been I'd have been at home with my wife. She's going, aren't you playing the game? Yeah, turn on the TV. Weren't mm-hmm. you there? Yeah, I was there. You see what the score is right now? I did not want to be part of that anymore when it comes to Miami. Hey, Harry, Endeavor. What's, the, can, what's the worst blowout that you were part of on the receiving end Ooh. of a blowout? Uh, mm. When Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans put 50 up on us Oof. when I was in Tennessee. Yeah. But but that's when Bill O'Brien, I think our defense were game planning for a certain style of offense. Mm-hmm. But Bill O'Brien went to 
a lot of what Deshaun Watson was doing in college. Right. And our defensive players was coming to the sideline was like, man, what they're showing us is nothing that we prepare for. Right. And yeah. that's how we, you know, realized that it was – it was that type of offense, and Deshaun Watson had a hell of a day. 50-piece. They put up a 50-piece on us. What was, I, what, was I, the, what was the locker room like afterwards, like when it was all said and done? Nah, man, you like, damn, man. They put 50 up on us, man. And we knew, like, because we had played them twice a year, we was like, man, we, we got to see them again. Right. Like, we can't, we can't accept that. We got to see them again. Yeah. I played in college my junior year. We lost to East Strasburg 63-20. to that was a long behind bus ride going back to Mansfield. Well, oh, can University. I say this though? What's that? Let me say this. So, mm-hmm. when I was in college, we had the Cincinnati Bearcats come right. stomp on our bird oh. at midfield. Oh, well, we put up we put up seventy on them, beat them seventy to seven. You wanted to hang a hundred on them, didn't you? We, t- we was trying to, and then <laughs> my my junior year, we played the Miami Hurricanes. They came to the Cardinals' nest. That's what I call it, the Cardinals' nest, right? Uh-huh. And they stomped on our bird. So you know what we did? What's that? We with the peck in their ass right on top of their head. <laughs> little brawl at midfield. A little brawl. And we sent them back home. Sent them packing. Yeah. Leave people's logos in the middle of the field alone. Normally, it never, ever ends well for you. We got two bites of in other news because somebody has to bit, get bit here on Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. Believe it. One involves a letter for a quarterback position involving the New York Jets. The other involves Tyreek Hill, the Miami Dolphins, who already has his post-NFL career ready. One involves coaching. The other involves Rick James. Keep it here on ESPN Radio. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. With Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman, we are Freddie and Harry. Thanks for joining the afternoon. Get down on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 and always tell that smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Each and every afternoon, we make sure that if you missed out on something, we make sure you don't miss out anymore. You know it better as. They may not be the top stories of the day. In other news. But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. Well, we know the New York Jets already brought Trevor Simeon in to compete to be the backup quarterback. And at a certain point, Zach Wilson keeps going that way. He may be the starting quarterback by the time the middle of October rolls around. 
But somebody's also interested in joining the New York Jets squad as a quarterback. And thanks to rapper extraordinaire J. Cole, it became public on social media as he put out a whole entire letter written to Joe Douglas, the general manager of the New York Jets, from one Colin Kaepernick wanting to join the team as a practice squad player to get the defense ready each and every week for the rest of the season. Well, I would say this. When you look at Kaepernick, He's someone I actually played against, Freddie. Mm-hmm. Um, he was on that San Francisco 49ers team when we lost in the NFC Championship game in 2012 and did a phenomenal job for San Fran. But I don't think he's been out there on the football field since 2016. Yeah, it's been a minute. And I think when you look at Deshaun Watson and how long he was out and then what he looked like when he came back, uh, what I will say, though, I don't think practice squad hurts, though. I agree. Right? Practice squad, it's not like he's asking to go out there and be the starting quarterback, the practice squad, he's going to be able to get acclimated back to the game of football, to going against defenses or whatnot. And I will say this, man, I just hate that it, ha- it, 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 has, it has been so long since he got an opportunity mm-hmm. to play the game of football that he loves so much. But, yeah. you know, to each his own, man. If it was a different organization than the New York Jets, I could possibly see it. Maybe an organization like the Pittsburgh Steelers. San Francisco 49ers where he played. But that's a tight-fisted organization when mm-hmm. it comes to New York Jets and Woody Johnson. That's the last thing, the last person they would even think about, even although it's not a bad idea in my opinion. But no NFL team is ever going to touch Calvin Kaepernick ever again. That ship has sailed a long, long time ago, like you mentioned. Seven years ago. I know. Like last play. Yeah. God, it's been that long. That's unbelievable. It's crazy because, you know, time flies, man. You, mm-hmm. you don't think about it. Yep. Uh, it being that long, but that, it was 2016. Yep, exactly. Now, this and other news was brought to my attention. And boy, am I sorry. I'm not going to blame the people, point them out who did that. Devin Kane, Shannon Penn, and Samuel Pierce. But Tyreek Hill, wide receiver the Kansas City Chiefs, he put it out there that he has some serious plans when his NFL career is over. Not happening in a year or two, but when he finally decides to hang it up. He definitely would like to get involved in coaching. Most players want to do that, whether it's on a college level, NFL level, community level, whatever that is. But he also said that if the opportunity presents itself, my words, not his, but these are his words. You might want to be a porn star. Excuse me. <laughs> he, wants, he wants to get in touch with his inner Rick James. <laughs> what? And be a freak of leak reek. What? When it comes to Tyreek Hill. Oh, it's out there. I'm, don't take my word for it. Just Google it. And don't make sure the kids aren't around. Put it out there. So you know who I think he should hit up? Literally, and figures even that literally. He should hit up Mr. Marcus. Marcus. <laughs> hey, yo! <laughs> wow. If you know, you know. Wow. I'm like, I'm like, oh, God. Shannon, Shannon stood up. Oh, Shannon. God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Devin was in my ear. Shannon stood up. That lets me know they know who Mr. Marcus is. Coming I'm up not, on tomorrow's show. Yeah, we exactly. Got yeah. hey, <laughs> hey, how about that Amber and Ian coming up next? For Harry Douglas and Freddie Goldman, this has been Freddie and Harry on the Mighty ESPN Radio. Take care. God bless and please keep now Somebody got to get bit. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.